0: Hello, this is Mike McDivitt, intern pastor of New Hope Baptist Church here on July the 11th on a Sunday. Usually I do it the day before, but uh, my day has been packed lately. So we're taking care of it here on a Sunday afternoon. And if you would, turn with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 5. We're going to read verse 13 and 14, 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. <clears throat> then have a word of prayer. And it says in it, It came even to pass, as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in the praising and the thanking of the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. <clears throat> Let's pray. Dear Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. And I pray, dear Father, that you will do what I cannot do, Lord. Show each of us what you would have for us in your word today. And we thank you, Lord. And we love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> what I wanted to speak about today is... A call to prayer. A call to prayer. have been working on this all week, and I've had, I had three or four different messages. It was so funny. I woke up this morning at like 4.30. My grandson stayed over, and I came out, and I started, the Lord pressed upon my heart, something different, same subject, but in a different way. <clears throat> and uh, my grandson woke up and said, what are you doing, Pap? And I said, well, the Lord talked to me last night, and I am changing the message. He said, the Lord talks to you. And I said, you betcha he does. It speaks to my heart. So I thought that was kind of cute. But here in the last couple verses of chapter 5, we're talking about Solomon. He had finished the um, temple. He's going to dedicate it in the next chapter or two. And uh, that's what God wanted him to do. The people were in the same mindset as he is, the king and the people together, and that's what it takes. They were right with the Lord. And what does the Lord do when that happens? He comes down and visits them. So thick it was malleable. It was was real. It came down and the glory of the Lord shone in that temple. People would say today, well, that was then. Well, my friend, I believe that can happen today. I really truly do. When I was a young man, young boy really. My father had started a church in Franklin, Pennsylvania. And he'll even tell you it was the closest I ever seen or he ever seen to revival. It was so real. It was malleable. Malleable. It was so real. You could feel the presence of the Lord and the power of the Lord. The people's hearts were of one mind with their pastor. And with prayer and and uh, repentance and, and have one mind together, one heart, revival was taking place. Beginning of our country, before the beginning of our country, Jonathan Edwards at that time, it was so real that it was said that people from outside of the church that wasn't even in the service when Jonathan Edwards was preaching which was by a candle and reading it verbatim but the power of the Lord came down and people would run to that church to get saved praying high in the country of India with his prayer life people started to catch that bug in their prayer life and their repentance and their getting right with the Lord Took off in a revival that's very seldom seen. Remarkable. Welsh revival. It was so real, so powerful. Bars started to close down. There wasn't enough business. People started accepting Christ into their hearts. It was a mining place, a lot of mines in that country. And in that day, they used donkeys. Go down in those mines and pull out the carts of coal. And before they'd be cursing and swearing at those animals to get the work done. And the revival was so thick in that country that it changed the language. They stopped cursing. They stopped having the language that they used before. And the mules didn't know what to do. It was so real. What am I say it? I'm saying we need a call to prayer. We need a call to prayer. And then coming to the temple, they wanted to serve God so much, so did the king, and worship him, that God descended upon that temple. I don't know about you, but I want him to descend upon our churches. We look at Washington, D.C., and it's true. There's some terrible problems there. Between communists, Marxist, immorality. We need to do a lot of praying, my friend. But that is just a reflection of what our country has become. It starts in the home. It's also in the church. And our churches have failed our responsibilities. It really has. DC is just a reflection of that. If we could get, we'll get into that. If we get our churches right, if we get our people right, it'll be a reflection of that. You know, it's not all about politics, my friend. This is a spiritual battle. And with God's help, we could have, some people say we can't win that now. This is a different age. No, no. Same God. Same gospel. Same power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is. Let's look in the next chapter, first two verses, and we're going to skip down after that. It says, then said Solomon, The Lord has said that he would dwell in the thick darkness, but I have built a house of habitation for thee, and a place for thy dwelling forever. Let's skip down here to verse 17. Now then, O Lord God of Israel, let thy word be verified which thou hast spoken to thy servant David but will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth behold heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee how much less the house which I have built isn't that remarkable I'm telling you My friend, God can come down. God can come down. Even today, God can come down. It's the same God. It's the same God. I believe we need to prepare our hearts for next Sunday. But in doing so, prepare our hearts on a daily basis. And I believe He will shake and shift your life to His will and His purpose and His pleasure. And it will change you to the core in our churches. And in so doing, we can be like those apostles of old when they said of them that they turned the world upside down. I believe we can do that, my friend. I believe we can. A call to prayer. A call to prayer. You say, well, that's the temple and that's the Old Testament. etc., etc. Some people don't think we should even read the Old Testament. That's Old word, old word called poppycock. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's that's, that's false. That is false. Keep your finger here and let's turn to 1 Corinthians, my friend. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3. In the old or rather the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And let's read verse 16 it says know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you see God came down with his people into the temple they had prepared that he had directed them to prepare and dwelt with them today after Jesus Christ came and died on the cross forgive your sins if you accept that gift and you ask him into your heart and life forgive your sins he said he will come into your heart and sealed with the spirit you cannot even lose it now you are the temple he lives within you and me if you are saved doesn't that sound like the old temple when they got right here come the Lord right? yes when you got saved here come the Lord He came down and dwelt inside of you. Now, a lot of times we'll squelch the Holy Spirit in our life. A lot of verses to that, but we really don't have the time to get into all the verses pertaining to that. But you can. I tell you, we have the Holy Spirit in us if you're saved. If you're not, please look at my sermon on salvation. It will specifically tell you about that. There'll be nothing like it the Holy Spirit moves in your heart, something as big as God moves in, you know. But you that are saved, are you squelching the Holy Spirit today? We need to get right. And we need to get back to the Lord. And we need to go back. A call to prayer. You're the temple now. Although church is important. Yes, it is. Jesus said, love your wife like I love the church. Like Jesus loved the church. And gave himself for it. He, loves, he works through the church today. And the church isn't the building like a lot of us think. The church is the body of baptized believers that meet together. And it says, We're two or more gathered together, I'm amongst them. He will do a work like Jonathan Edwards' day, like in Praying Hyde's day. He will do a work like in the Welsh revivals. He will do a work like in the days of the apostles. Same God, same gospel, same power, my friend. And in this chapter, we look. And let's look in, let's, let's look in chapter 7, because we're running out of time here. It says, and now, when Solomon had made an end of praying. Note that. Praying. Because every time everybody always thinks the fire coming down is Elijah, and he did, didn't it? But look at this. And the fire came down from heaven. He consumed the burnt offerings, what they were going to offer to the Lord, and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Do you want the glory of the Lord to fill your church service, my friend? I do. I do. We need that, my friend. We need that. So badly we need that I believe if we spend the time in honest to goodness harsh hard workable I don't know how to say it right you go out and put a hard day's worth of sweat in you know you worked I'm telling you if you put some time in this praying you'll know you worked you pray And you beg God and ask God to help your church, to help your family, and to help your country. We need that, don't we? In fact, our church, by phone, is going to get together on Saturday at 7 with the number that we will provide them and and, and pray together and, and beg God to help us in that way. We want revival. I want revival, my friend. And I think the time has come where we should not want anything less. The day is past that we're just going to come warm the pews. But we need to beg God and then put our feet in those prayers and fulfill God's work within our life that He has saved us to do. Sometimes people think, I got saved, that's all there is. No, no, that's just the beginning of the journey, my friend. Don't you want God's power in your life? I want God's power in my life, in my family's life and in my church's life. and then to be powerful enough to roll right into DC and take it over. I think the Lord can do that, and there' be revival and salvation on Capitol Hill. Don't you think so? What's the Bible say? Faith? It's the size of a mustard seed. You ever see a mustard seed? Very little. Tiny little thing. We have but that much faith. We can change ourselves, our family, our churches, and our country. I believe so. It's important. It's very important, my friends. But it starts with you and me. They said they turned the world upside down in the days of the apostles. Well, first we got to turn ourselves upside down. Then we go to our families, then our churches, and then branch out. Extremely important. And then it says here what the, the verses that everybody um, talks about. Right? We look in the part of this chapter, and we find some parts of it that in Second Chronicles everybody concentrates on and I understand that but they forget the first part. But let's read, starting in verse 12 chapter 7, it says And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer God will hear if it's in his will and that is definitely in his will and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice and if I shut up heaven that there be no rain or if I command the glocus to devour the land or if I send pestilence among my people what's that? those are what God uses to correct his people pestilence would that be like a virus? maybe so, huh? maybe so what do we do? well there's a formula here that everybody reads And for good reason, but this is only if we turn our back on them, which I believe many of us have, because it's reflected in our country, not only in D.C., but in the streets of Chicago, the streets of New York City, the streets of Portland, Oregon, the streets of Seattle, don't tell me, the streets of L.A., that all isn't a reflection of us abandoning God. You know it is, my friend. This is talking to the Christian, not to the non-Christian. Verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble them. Well, first we have to humble ourselves, it says. God cannot use a proud man or a proud woman. I don't mean proud as far as your good days work, but you know what I mean. Think you're a little better than, too good to. No, no, we need to get on our knees and humble ourselves says if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and pray it's where revival starts where we humble ourselves we repent and we pray and seek his face seek my face he says doesn't stop there though because it says and turn from their wicked ways now he's not talking to the non-christian I want to remind you he's talking to us Christians a saved people we turn from our wicked ways and pray and humble ourselves and seek his face. He says, What? Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Next verse is he shows his anticipation of this. Now mine eyes shall be open. Am I ears attending to the prayer that is made in this place? It is very important, my friend. It is extremely important to follow this as Christians to the path of revival. Do you want God's presence in your life? in your marriage, in your church, in your country, in your life. Now remember, in 1 John 1, 1.9, it says about us asking forgiveness. It also says about, you say you don't have no sin, you're calling Him a liar. But it's not repentance for salvation. Once you're saved, you're always saved. It's repentance to keep that communication line going. And it says here, Just just as a sideline, a sidebar in Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. What is regard iniquity? What does that mean? It means to keep a sin in one's heart, being unwilling to part with it. They cherish the sin and crave it. You won't let it go. If you don't get rid of it with God's help asking forgiveness for it and asking help with that, that 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 sin that so easily besets us Paul talked about God will not hear you repent of it get on our knees and pray and ask God to change our lives now he saved you talking to the saved now go on to heaven Nothing can change that. But if you regard iniquity in your heart, we need that to get we need to get that to get taken care of, my friend. Our country's depending on us. Our churches are depending upon us. Hey, who knows? If I regard iniquity in my heart and the Lord will not hear me and my grandson needs prayed for tonight in the hospital, I better have that taken care of so that I can pray for him or her. I know we kind of run out of time here. I'm going to stop it there. My friend, this is a call to prayer. Some of you don't go to my church, and some of you live in another country. I'm going to tell you something. We can all pray together. Our church is praying this Saturday at 7 o'clock. Maybe, just maybe, If you would do me a favor. And from here on in at seven o'clock. Pray for your church. Pray for your country. Pray for your family. And the families of your church. Remember that church isn't the building. Or the organization. It is the people. Body of baptized believers. And we can turn this world upside down for the Lord again my friend. Some people say it's too late. Same God, same gospel, same power, same Holy Spirit. We got to want it though. Many times we block his work because of our lack of faith. This is a call to prayer, my friend. Please, if you would, with me, pray. Every day, multiple times a day, for you, yourself, your family, your church your country revival please this is important let's have a word of prayer dear Father I just thank for this day you've given us Lord and I pray dear Father you will do a miracle and we would feel your presence we know if we really want it you will be there it says you're listening you're hearing you're waiting in anticipation of us Clearing in the way so that you can work through us for your glory your purpose and your pleasure we love you lord we pray that you would help all of us me included help us to serve you my lord I ask these things in jesus name i pray amen well i hope you guys have a good sunday and i pray that you will find some poor lost sinner this week to to witness to about the Lord and please please pray this is a call to prayer all right my friends I hope you have a good day and a good week God bless you